We've been taking these meetings and just sharing some of the, the, the basic truths that we really, we really are building the church on because, uh, you know, every church has their, their uh, beliefs and so forth. And I believe a lot of people are endeavoring to walk in as much light as they have from the Word. And we're for anybody getting people saved, amen? Anybody, anybody getting people, you know, as much as they can, helping them in the things of God. But, you know, what's this church all about? What's it going to be like? So we want to kind of share some of that tonight. We've been sharing many, many things over the last number of months. And uh, so we want to share some other things. I believe it's very, very important that uh, believers, really, to be honest with you, uh, in talking, I've pastored for 21 years now and ministered longer than that. We started ministering when we were... Shoot, yeah, yeah, 1999. First time we started preaching was 19... 99. No, it wasn't 99. 89, 89. yeah, thank you. <laughs> no, it was actually 1990. Yeah, 1990. First time we, we preached. On the road. I, yeah, you're right. Healing school was 89. You're right, you're right, you're right. I have to admit that when you're right. She started preaching as a youth minister. Yeah, she started preaching as a youth minister many years before that. Actually, right here in Kansas City. Yes, and so... Praise the Lord. All you husbands said, thank God for my wives, right? That's really weak, you know, that's really weak. But it's... <laughs> so, but anyway, over the years of all the ministry, I've learned something that uh, you, can, you can sit in church for a long time and totally miss what the Bible actually says. Yeah. I did that for years. I sat in church, totally missed what the Bible actually said. And in some cases, not in every case, not talking about everybody, but in some cases it's because where you go to church, they totally don't know what the Bible says. And they preach every service, you know. So, but, um, so, you know, it's amazing when your eyes are finally enlightened to the scriptures, what it actually says. You go, and I've heard this so many times. At, at Kansas, in Cedar Rapids, I've heard this so many times. People have come to me, and they've sat there after a few services and said, I've been in church for years. How's come nobody ever told me this? And I say, well, I know what you feel like, because that's the way I was when I went to Bible school. It's like, why didn't anybody tell me what the Word of God actually said? Well, you know, people walk in all the light they have. And, you know, we, we love them where they are, right? We, we bless them. We're, we're family. We're the body of Christ. But, but uh, I know for me, I needed something that I needed to really walk in victory. I needed something that I could get a hold of better uh, and, and really know how to do some certain things. And I'm telling you, uh, over the years, God has graciously, everybody say graciously, opened my eyes and shown me, I, I don't know everything. You don't know everything. We, we're always learning. We're always growing. But, um, boy, there's some things that have revolutionized my life. Just understanding certain things just revolutionized my life. And that's what we want to base this church on. Yes, sir. Not, not, you know, not, not highfalutin, you know, what do they say, pie in the sky, things that make you feel good for two hours in church or something. But then you walk out and you're like, well, how, that's like a slippery pig. How can I get a hold of that? Yeah. Take it home and do something with it. Right. Right. We want to be practical. We yes. want to be... You know, really to really live in victory, you have to have simple teaching of how not only the word, but how to do it. Yes. 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 
And so uh, we've shared many things over the number of months we've been coming. We've been sharing many things. And um, tonight, and I, I don't know, we might be doing this for a little while. We'll see. But tonight I want to share some things about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And his vital role in the life of the believer. I would not be where I am tonight. I would not be, you know, victorious in Christian life in so many areas, in so many ways, if it wasn't for learning about the ministry of the Holy Spirit and learning how he does what he does. You know, Jesus and God and Jesus, in the sense of their person, they're not here in the earth. Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. God is in heaven. But the Holy Spirit, He's here. And as a believer, He lives on the inside of us. And He's not just a hitchhiker. How many of you know? He's not just a, I just need a ride through life. I need, I need to, no, He's in there. He's got a ministry. He's got, he's got something He's assigned to do. Jesus said, I'm going to send you another comforter. When he, when he left, he said, I'm not going to leave you uh, help." King James says helpless, I believe. Uh, the Amplified brings it out. I'm not going to leave you orphans. I'm not going to leave you an orphan. You know, an orphan is someone who hasn't had somebody to show them the ropes in life, train them up, you know, you know that maybe a, a parent or a grandparent or... Um, somebody, an adult, you know, to really show them, teach them about life and so forth. And so they have to learn things the hard way so many times. And uh, Jesus said, you know, because in our mind, we would think, what would be better for us if Jesus was here? Jesus said, it's expedient for you that I go away. It's to your advantage. It, that's what that means. It's to your advantage that that's an amazing thought, that I'm not here. It's to your advantage. And then he said, why? He said, because if I don't go, the comforter won't come unto you. But if I go, I'm going to send him. I'm going to send him. And whenever the day of Pentecost came, he came, he filled the earth, came through that upper room, filled the earth. And uh, he's in the earth today. Jesus personally, as, as the person Jesus, uh, God as the person God, he's, they're not here tonight. But they are here in the Holy Spirit. Because God, or the Holy Spirit is God. And he's got a ministry. He's got so much in, that he does in our lives. And we need to know about it. We need to learn how to cooperate with him. Uh, he has a ministry within us. The Bible says, the anointing that you received of him abides in you. In you. Well, what's he doing in there? What's he doing? We need to know what he's doing. The Bible says in the Amplified, he's the comforter, he's the counselor, he's the helper, he's the strengthener, he's the standby. I'm telling you, he's standing by waiting to help you. He'll give you answers, he'll give you direction. Jesus said he'll teach you all things and guide you into all truth. He's not just in there to, you know, just kind of hitchhike. Like I said, he's in there with a ministry. He's the comforter. Oh, man, my, I, 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 yeah. and uh, people say, I just don't know what to do. Well, the Bible says you have an unction. The anointing in you teaches you all things. And he said, you have, you have an unction and you know. People say, no, I don't know. We, we ought to say what the Bible says. You have an unction and you do know. 
You do know. And you, you might say, well, you might argue with that in your mind. Say, I don't know. But that's your head that doesn't know. The Holy Spirit doesn't guide you in your head. He guides you in your spirit. That's right. And your spirit in contact with the Holy Spirit knows more than your head knows. He'll, he'll tell you things. Your spirit knows things that your head doesn't know yet. <laughs> I experienced it today on one thing. <laughs> I experienced it today. I just knew some things. And, and anyway, I can't go into it, but, but <laughs> sure enough, a few hours later, boom, there it was. I, I knew it. 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 If you listen to the Holy Ghost, he'll keep you ahead of things. The Bible said to me, God made us the head and not the tail. The tail's always behind. Everywhere that dog goes, the tail's behind. Tail's the last thing through the door. God doesn't want you to be the head, not the tail means that you're not the last one that knows what's going on. It means you're the, you know what's going on before the world knows what's going on before the devil even, he even does what he's going to do. You know it ahead of time. The Lord told our whole church through the, through the spirit of prophecy back a couple months ago, some things that were coming in the economy. And right now they're starting. But those that know the Holy Ghost and listen to the Holy Ghost, they're ahead. That's why at destruction and famine, you can laugh. But we've got to learn to follow this, this one who guides us, this teacher. We've got to learn this. We've got to learn this. Um, you know, we're faith people. We're people that believe God and, and take the word. But uh, you, cannot really use, you cannot really exercise faith apart from the leadings of the Holy Spirit. Uh, your spirit knows some things. Uh, you know, so let, let's just take this. Let's say uh, somebody says, well, uh, let's take, let's take a, a sickness of some kind. They, they say, well, you know, I'm just not going to have an, I don't want to have an operation. And, they, and that's fine. You can, if you can hook up there with God, God will hook up there with you. Yes. Not poo-pooing that. I mean, I've done that. I've said, I'm, I just know in my spirit, I got a hold of this and I don't have to have something, you know, yeah. the doctor said I had to have. And sure enough. Amen. In fact, I'll just tell you a little secret. My wife and I, usually if we go to the doctor, we've already prayed and know ahead of time what's going on in our bodies. Some of you are looking at me a little funny. But, but see, it's, it's, it, the Lord has an interest in me taking care of this body. Back about, I don't know why I'm on this. I'm trying to get to some notes here. <laughs> I don't know, a year ago or something like that, I was walking, and we got some property, I was walking on it, and uh, I was really struggling, huffing and puffing, I, and, and it had been happening for, it had been getting worse, I said, Lord, what's going on? And he told me, in my body, he told me, he said, this is what's going on in your body. I said, really? I didn't know it. He said, if you listened to me two years ago, you wouldn't be in this condition. I said, two years, what do you mean? He said, remember whenever I told you? And he spoke to me about what he, he reminded me what he had said to me. I said, yeah, I, I remember that. He said, you didn't do anything about it. Lord, you're right. You're right. You're right. I said, I'll get on that today. I'll get on that today. And I did. And now I can climb hills and do all kinds of stuff. Run chainsaw for hours. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory be to God. 
Anyhow, the Holy Ghost knows things your head doesn't know. All right, let's go over to Romans chapter number 8. Let's just get into this. Romans chapter number 8. We got a little time. We'll trust God to give us the utterance we need. We've got, uh, we've got uh, the Word of God here to get into. Let's look at verse number 14 of Romans chapter 8. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Any sons or daughters of God in here tonight? They are the sons of God. So what he's saying is, if you're a child of God, if you're a son or a daughter of God, you are, have a right to be led. Not like the world. Not, see, the devil is not helping his people. He's working against them. But we have a good father. And he's got a good plan. And he's wanting to help us get into it. And he sent the, he sent the Holy Spirit to guide us and uh, lead us uh, so that we can get into what he has for us. So as many as are led, we're not like the world. I like to say it this way. The world is guessing and going. You and I as believers ought to be seeing and knowing. Not just saying, I think, I've got it figured out this way. No, I mean, he didn't say as many. In fact, let's keep reading here. uh, Verse number 16, his spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Isn't that right? Let's read that. Verse number 16, verse number, uh, the Spirit himself, the King James says itself, many other translations say himself. Jesus said when he, the Spirit of truth has come, he's a person. That's why he can be grieved, he can be quenched, he can be pleased, because he's a person. He's not just a force, he's a person. Uh, The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Notice he doesn't bear witness with our intellects. He bears witness with our spirits. Now, there's a whole subject that really, well, you could take a, you could take a long time in teaching on it, but, and that is that man is not just a mind and a body. He is a spirit being. Yes. Yes. Yeah, he's a spirit being. You and I will exist forever. Yes. Yes. Amen. We, we won't cease to, we won't be dead like a dog when we die. You know what I mean by that? Just, just cease to exist. No, we will live forever. Uh, the part on the inside of us is, uh, of course, the physical body. Everybody knows what that is. But the part on the inside of us made up of two parts, soul and spirit, spirit and soul. Let's put it that way, spirit and soul. Those two parts of our being are the inward man. Remember Paul said, the outward man perishes, the inward man is renewed day by day. The outward man's easy. That's the body. Poke your neighbor in the shoulder lovingly, kindly, softly. And, and that, one, that was real soft. <laughs> but, and, and say, that's your house you're living in. Tell them, that's your house you're living in. That's the outward man. The outward man. You didn't just, you know, tap their inward man. You tap their outward man. That's their body. Right? Paul said, um, the outward man, the inward man, uh, well, let's put it like this. The inward man perisheth, but the outward man, uh, excuse me, the outward man perisheth. <laughs> I'm getting it. The outward man perishes. That means he's, he's getting older and so forth. But the inward man is renewed day by day. And you go to 1 Thessalonians 5.23. If you want to turn there, you can, or just um, 
Listen to it. 1 Thessalonians 5.23, Paul said to the church there at Thessalonica, I pray God, your whole spirit, spirit, your whole spirit. He's not talking about the Holy Spirit here. He's talking about our human spirit. And that your spirit, your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless. Now, if you were to ask most Christians, what is a human? What, what, are, the, what are they made up of? They would say something like, well, their soul and, a, and, and the body. But actually, the Bible says there's three parts to our being. Right. Yes, sir. And, and many people will enter, they, they will use the term spirit and soul interchangeably. And referring to the inward man. Well, the inward man's made up of two parts. Uh, you know, we could take a whole lot of time on this. Get, get on the vault and you, you can listen to hours of teaching on this. But why is this important that we know? Because it's not our soul or our body that he leads. That's why this is so vital to understand. Many, many Christians are, are hearing things taught like follow, they'll say something like this. Follow your passion. Passion is of the soul. You can follow your passion right out of the word of God, right out of the will of God, right out of fellowship with other believers, right into worldly stuff, right into singing carnal music. Following your passion. There's no scripture about following your passion. I'm not trying to be mean or nasty. I'm just saying, this is what messes people up. If I mention there's somebody's name, if I mention them, they're well known in the body of Christ. I guess you'd call them in the ministry. They seem to have a ministry. But um, they, they came up famous on TV, but they're Christ, good Christian people. Uh, but they said, they heard that term in the church world, follow your passion. And they said, me and my boyfriend, we, we, we followed our passion right into sin. They said they got right with God and went to him and said, what happened? They said, the Lord spoke to him and said, there's no scripture about following your passion. Yeah. They said, that is wrong teaching. And, yes. I, and I said, thank you, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. Yeah. Keep, keep on saying that. That's exactly right. No, we're fo- we don't follow passion. We follow the inner witness. Yes. Yes. We follow the inner, we follow, listen very carefully how it says it there. His spirit bears witness with what? Our spirits, not our souls, not our emotions, not our minds, not our intellects, not our feelings, not our bodies. The voice of the body is feeling. The voice of the soul is kind of two things. It's, the, it's rational thinking and also emotions. Uh, <clears throat> there's no scripture about following your emotions. This is what messes people up. And then the voice of the spirit, though, that we are a spirit being, the voice of our spirit is conscience. Yes, that's right. Your conscience will let you know things. It'll, it, I don't know if you've ever, <laughs> I know you've experienced this, but your conscience will say, uh, don't do that. <clears throat> your conscience will tell you, you say that to your wife and you're going to have trouble for a week. <clears throat> Not too many amens on that one, but... <clears throat> Have you ever overridden something you knew inside and did it, and then you say later, I knew better than to do that? How'd you know better than to do that? Your conscience. Well, how'd your conscience know that? He picked it up from the Holy Ghost. 
That's, that's Romans 9.1. You want a verse for that? That's Romans 9.1. Paul said, my, I, I, my conscience, I speak the truth, my conscience bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost will pass something on to your spirit and then your conscience will pass it on to you. And it bypasses intellect completely. Bypasses it completely. And you know it. Uh, and you want somebody said, how do you know it? And you say, I, I don't know. I just know it. It's an inward knowing. It's not something that you learn because you got a news report or you know what I'm talking about. It's direct revelation from the spirit of God passed on to man's spirit by the Holy Spirit. And listen to me. It's not even a voice. Not even a voice. You, you, the Holy Spirit has a voice and he can speak. Bible said, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he'll guide you into all truth. He'll not speak of himself. Whatever he hears, that's what he'll speak. He does have a voice and he can speak. I've heard him speak. I mean, just, you jump, you wonder who said it. Sometimes it sounds audible, but see the devil can, can, the devil can imitate that kind of thing. Not every voice is of God. Bible said there's many voices in the world, in the natural world and the spirit world. There's many voices. And some Christians haven't matured enough to know the difference between the different voices. There's a voice of your own flesh and your own body. There's a voice of your emotions. And there's only one thing that can help you divide between these different voices, whether it's in your being, your flesh, your, your emotions, whether it's voices, demonic voices in the spirit world that sometimes sound religious, uh, and, and the Holy Spirit. There's only one thing that can help you divide that, and that's Romans 4.12. He said the Word of God is a sharp two-edged sword dividing asunder between soul and spirit. And of the joints and marrows, the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. That word discern means reveal. It'll reveal to you God's voice as opposed to the world's voice or demonic voices or you know whether you're following your emotions, whether you're following your your mind. Did I say something wrong? Oh, I apologize. Hebrew, Hebrews 4.12. Thank you, honey. Um, so these voices, uh, they, they can mess people up. I can tell you today, I can sit here today and tell you stories of people in insane asylums. We call them mental hospitals today or whatever. They have nice newer names. But, uh, but because they started listening to wrong voices in the spirit world and I tried to help them. The Lord gave me a vision I, and he showed me what was happening. He showed me where it started, showed me why they started listening to it, all kinds of stuff. He said, if they, if you listen, if they listen to you, you can help them. But if not, they're going to get worse. And they, get, they didn't want to hear it. And tonight they're, 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 behind, they're, they're in bad shape. These, these things will mess people up. It'll, it'll rob you of the life God intended you have. It'll confuse you, deceive you. Right? So we need to know the voice of the Holy Spirit. And uh, my, Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. That ought to be one of your confessions. I, I know his voice. I have an unction and I know. And your head might say, no, you don't. And you say, shut up, head. I do. I know. The word says, I know. Praise the Lord. So look at here at verse 14. 
As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And then verse 16, his spirit, the spirit himself, it's, it's a person, bears witness with our spirit, with our spirit, that we are the children of God. <clears throat> but he goes much further than that. He'll bear witness with you about a lot of the affairs of life. Because he goes on and talks about um, heirs, being heirs. He'll, he'll bear witness about your inheritance. He'll guide you right into all that belongs to you. Jesus told Brother Hagin, people get troubled and get, people get all upset about it. But Jesus told Brother Hagin, and I've been walking in this, this out in my life, Pastor Debbie and I's life. Uh, if you learn to follow my spirit, I'll make you rich. Jesus said that to him. And that's actually, what is, I, I, I'd have to look it up again. I think it's Isaiah 48, 17. I believe that's the verse. Uh, he said, I'm thy redeemer, teaches you to profit and leads you in the way you should go. Somebody verify I got that scripture right. 48.17, is that right? 48.17, Isaiah 48.17. Claim that. He'll guide you. Amen. The more I'm learning to follow the Holy Spirit, the less financial mistakes I'm making. That's right. <clears throat> yes, sir. Amen. Amen. People sometimes they say, this is coming out a lot of scatter barrel, but I'm just fly, following, practicing what I'm preaching tonight. <laughs> That's right. People say things that... Um, uh, I believe this will help somebody. People say things like, I'm just having trouble in this area of my life. Mm -hmm. um, and we've all experienced those things, haven't we? Yes, just, yes. just an area just like, man, I just keep, keep messing up in this area. Maybe not, maybe not sin, but I'm just talking about maybe it's take finances or something like that. Uh, and just, you know, not making right decisions and so forth. And really, the Lord helped me see this. In fact, go over to, uh, go over to 1 John. 1 John. Let's look at 1 John chapter 3. Boy, this is a lot of things in my heart rolling around. Trusting God to get this out. Praise the Lord. Nobody has been led by the Holy Spirit into a failure. I haven't. You haven't. Now, we have, we have failed. All of us have made wrong decisions. And messed up in an area and come short of what God had for us in a way or one way or another. But we did that by ourselves. <laughs> we didn't need his help on that. We, 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 we did that all by ourselves. Praise the Lord. But we're learning. We're not condemned over the past, right? Somebody say amen. I've made wrong, wrong decisions before. But, uh, you know, I learned something out of it. Right. Yeah. So verse 12, this is 1 John 3, verse 12. I want to encourage you before we read it, don't let condemnation of the past, uh, you know, make you afraid to move forward and learn how to follow the Spirit. If you didn't, if you didn't hear Him in the past, that doesn't mean you can't hear Him now. Make right decisions now. He'll, he'll teach you. He'll teach you. Okay, 1 John 3, verse... Uh, but big key to it is being taught right. Yes. you got to be taught right. Now, that's, that's, that's what I'm endeavoring to say tonight. Verse number 12, this is talking about Cain and Abel here. Uh, he's talking about us loving one another, that, that we should love one another, the previous verses say. And then he said, not as... This is verse 12. Not as Cain, who was of that wicked one. And slew his brother. And wherefore slew he him? Because his own works were evil and his brother's righteous. And his brother's, you could add there, his brother's righteous works brought conviction. People do strange things under conviction. 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. Verse 12. Let's, let's notice one part here. The Amplified says, rather than uh, what the King James here says, was of that wicked one. The Amplified says, and not, as, not like Cain who took his nature and got his motivation from the evil one. Got his motivation from the evil one. The Lord woke me up talking to me about that this morning. Got his motivation from the evil one. Now that tells me, now he, now, by the way, he's, t he's talking to believers here. Yeah. I'm talking about John writing this epistle by the Holy Spirit. He's talking yeah. to believers here. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, don't be like Cain. Yeah. Is it be, would it be possible for a believer to be motivated by something other than the Holy Spirit? Must be he's writing to believers and say, don't be like Cain and be motivated by something other than the Holy Spirit. So just because we are born again and the Spirit of God lives in us, maybe baptized in the Holy Ghost, speaking in other tongues, amen, just because we're that and we have the Holy Spirit doesn't equal us always being led by the Holy Spirit always being motivated by the Holy Spirit, being, making our decisions based on the leading of the Holy Spirit. We can still be led, motivated, make decisions based on other things. Uh, just think about it for a moment. Can a, belie can a believer, loves God, loves God, don't misunderstand me. Can a believer love God and yet still be bound with fear and make decisions out of fear rather than the leading of the Spirit? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Can a believer be really hurt by somebody and be offended and start making decisions out of offense rather than the Holy Spirit? Yeah. Can a believer be influenced by other people and their opinions and do what they think they ought to do rather than be led by the Holy Spirit. Yes. Can a believer be uh, motivated by their, their own reasoning and the way they've got things figured out? That, that one that I just said is a plague in the body of Christ today. We're not led by how we've got it figured out. No, sir, no, ma'am. That's not the inner witness. The inner witness is much deeper than the head is, is up here. The spirit, Jesus said, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. This spoke here of the spirit. Your spirit, man, is not up here. Your spirit, man's down here. It's a deep, that's what I'm trying to say is it's much deeper than your intellect. Much deeper than your intellect. Oh, thank you, Lord, for helping us tonight. Uh, we get noisy mentally and noisy physically and we have a lot of things and thoughts clattering around in our minds sometimes and it's so noisy we don't recognize the inner witness because it's often a still small voice it's a gentle thing it's not loud and boisterous the holy spirit is not overbearing he's not forceful Amen. Any, anything that's starting to try to force you is not the Holy Spirit. It is demonic inspired. People will try to force sometimes. <laughs> people, I've had people try to sell me things, and the more they started forcing, the more I back away. 
That's not God. But you can feel that pressure. Do it now because it's too late tomorrow. No, not, not, not for me if I'm not led. I'll be better off not. I'll be better off tomorrow without that kind of pressure. Doing something under that kind of pressure. <laughs> this is practical tonight too, right? The Holy Spirit doesn't force. Love doesn't coerce. God is love. He doesn't force. He doesn't coerce. He doesn't, he doesn't pressure anybody. Demons will. And people motivated by demons will. I've made more wrong decisions under pressure than I ever had waiting on the peace of God. You, you probably know what I'm talking about in your life too. So it's like, I knew not to do that. I knew not to do that. After you did it. <laughs> Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Tell your neighbor, you're getting help tonight, whether you're showing it on your face or not. You're getting some help tonight. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. So, um, praise God. As many as are led. <clears throat> I just like the language of that. As many as are led. Notice it didn't say as many as are coerced. That... The word led implies willing to follow. It's not a coercion. It's not a forceful thing. Hallelujah. I've had people, salesmen, doctors, all kinds of people try to force me. Go, go, go. Do this. You got to do that. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. And the more I feel that, the more I back off. I stop taking calls. You, 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 can, you can just hear my answering machine. Thank you. Amen. It's not God. Amen. People in faith don't put pressure on people. No, nobody in faith. Well, you know, I just, I just need to put pressure on my boss to give me a raise. Why? Aren't you trusting God? Faith just lets people respond as God deals with them. We could get into that, but we won't. <laughs> Hallelujah. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll say one more thing. Your boss isn't your source. If you're going to put pressure on something, put pressure on the Word. I'm not talking about, you know, trying to force God. I'm talking about believe God. Take His Word. Anyway, so let's, let's keep on moving here. So as many as are led. A couple things this verse is saying. Uh, and we'll get back to that uh, First John there where it says uh, motivated by other things. But it's, number one, it's saying you are a spirit being. His spirit bears witness with your spirit. Number two, it's telling you that you receive direction from God in your spirit, not your mind. It bears, he bears witness with your spirit. Hallelujah. And so that's much deeper than your mind. So you can expect, it's telling you also, you can expect to be led by the Holy Spirit. And uh, he'll, he'll, he'll just lead you in all the affairs of life. You might think this is real, real, you know, unimportant or too natural or whatever. But, you know, I got scriptures I could give you to help. God will help me on these things. Um, I've lost things before. Valuable things. <laughs> I just couldn't find it. So I just stopped, and I'm thinking of one case, right in the garage. I just stopped right in the garage and said, all right, Holy Spirit, I've been out here for 45 minutes. I know, right? You know, I said, I'm wasting my time. I know, right? 
I had to get my mind quiet, dip down in. I don't know if you know what I mean by this, but dip down into my spirit. I said, Lord, where is it? And just as clear, as soon as I got my mind quiet, look down in there, just as clear. It's in the, uh, you know, I got a, back, well, I had back then, a truck uh, that had a back door, club cab, had a little pouch right inside the door. He said, it's right inside that back door on the, on the driver's side, right inside that little pouch. I just opened the door, pulled it, right there it was. Been looking for it for 45, he knew where it was. Oh, he wouldn't do that. Oh, yeah, he would. Yes. Remember he told him they could Saul, when Saul was going to be anointed king, he hid himself and God told him where he was. Yeah. Yeah. God knows where things are. Yes. He knows where people are. Besides that, that particular thing, I had paid a few hundred dollars for it. And I'm a tither. I don't need to go buy another one of those. The devourer is rebuked for my sake. <laughs> I don't need to find out the day I sell the truck. <laughs> amen well I didn't intend for it to go this way tonight but it's good amen and so um, as many as are led his spirit now look at verse 16 his spirit bears witness with our spirit let's look at a couple of things that's telling us it's not telling you listen to this very carefully it's not telling you that you need to pray that he'll do that it already said he's on the job doing that. His spirit bears witness with your spirit. You don't need to pray to you. Now, it's not, not wrong to say, okay, Holy Spirit, I know you're in there. You're, you're bearing witness with me. But, but he's already doing that before you ask him to. The asking is just simply a means of turning to him and what he's already talking to you about. Learning to do this, we, nobody will marry wrong in the body of Christ. Nobody will get in a situation where they're in business with, uh, you know, selfish designing people, manipulative or un, un, what's the word, unethical, you know, people who are stealing or something like that. Have any of us made mistakes in that area? Yeah. Been gotten in bad, you know, business deals or something like that? Yeah. But was that the Holy Ghost that helped us do that? Nope. The whole time we were doing it, he's in there going, hey, hey, hey. (laughs) And we've got to forgive ourselves over past things. We've got to forgive ourselves. We've got to get over the shame, the the devil's, you know, hitting us over the head saying, if you had only, because it isn't over yet. It's not over yet. It's not over yet. Hallelujah. There's a man in the Old Testament. I don't know why I'm on this. I could tell you by the, by the witness, but I don't know in my head. There's a man in, my, in, in, in the Old Testament that went and, and paid a foreign army to fight a battle for him. And before the battle was fought, a, a king, he went and paid a foreign army. And before the battle was fought, a, a prophet showed up to him and said, uh, you're going to lose this battle because you're trusting in him, not yeah. trusting God. Yeah. Yeah. And he goes, what do I do? I already paid him all the money. In other words, it's a bad business deal. Yeah. Made a wrong decision in business. Yeah. <laughs> what do I do? I paid him all the money. I'm, I'm, I don't have the reference tonight because it just comes up in my spirit. I don't have it. I didn't plan on it saying it. But he's, the, the, the prophet said, uh, he said, let him have it. He said, the Lord's able to give you much more besides that. 
Woo. Anybody ever made a bad business deal? Lost any money out of it? Is it over yet? Can the Lord make that all up and, and bring it all back? And make it work that, that those, are, those are days are so gone, you don't even hardly remember them because of how good it is now. All, that the, pa- all the past is just, it's just like a bad dream. It's gone. It's not real anymore. Oh, he can do it. He can do it. He can do it. He can do it. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'd, I'd like a little more faith in the room about that, but, but he can do it. He can, man, he can do it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. It's not over yet. You can learn the leading of the Holy Spirit. You can say, Lord, I, I, I didn't miss that trying to miss it. How many of you know the Lord saw your heart? He's not up there smacking you and saying, you wasted all my money or you did. No, he's saying, okay, child, come here. <laughs> come here. I, let, me, let me help you. I know you. I know you were walking in all the light you had, but let me help you. Let me help you. And listen, he'll, he'll, he'll get you the word and teach you and, tr- and train you and show you. And he'll show you what was motivating you and what, what the, you know, whether your head was dominating you rather than what he was trying to tell you in, in your heart. Oh, glory to God. You can leave happy if you want. I'm going to leave happy because I'm getting something out of this. So all the while you're praying, the Holy Spirit's in there on the job. Hallelujah. He's bearing witness with your spirit about all the affairs of life. So there's a lot of us we're praying about something we already know. <laughs> Lord, what do I do? And while we're praying, up out of our spirit comes the answer. We look at it for a minute and say, I, I, I didn't want to do that. Lord, what do I do? Lord, what do I do? Show me what to do. Boop, there it is. <laughs> Yeah. Get behind me, Satan. You know, in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't plan on pastoring. <laughs> but. In fact, I'm not doing anything in life I plan to do. <laughs> but boy, life is good. Don't misunderstand me. Life is good. Praise the Lord. So he's passing it on to you even while you're praying. Now I'm talking about what's in your spirit. Your head might not know, but your spirit knows things. Praying in the Holy Ghost. This is what, you know, because this, this church believes in speaking in other tongues, praying in the Holy Ghost. That's one way to draw up what's on the inside. You, you're drawing up. When you're speaking in tongues, the Bible says you're speaking mysteries. Now it's not a mystery to God, but it's a mystery to your head. When I say head, I'm talking about your intellect, your mind. And, and so, but praying in other tongues, you're getting that out of your, that utterance that you're speaking in tongues. You're getting that out of your spirit. Yes. Go to 1 Corinthians 14, 14. Yes. Praise the Lord. Amen. This will help you locate your spirit, yes. man. If this is the part that God's going to lead me in, yes. if it's going to be through the Holy Spirit bearing witness with my spirit, where is my spirit? Okay, we're going to answer that for you. 1 Corinthians 14, 14. If I pray, how does it say it there? In an unknown tongue. If I pray in an unknown tongue. My spirit. My spi- oh, what, what, which part of my being is praying in tongues? Not my head. Not, I mean, that's not coming out of my intellect? No. That's not coming out of my mind. No. If I pray in an unknown tongue, my what? My spirit. 
Is that the part of your being that he's talking about in Romans, 4, Romans 8, verse number 16? Yes, sir. His spirit bears witness with what? That's the same part of my being. Okay, now we got the same part of our being. Let's find this out. If I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth. Now, now, if you look at the Amplified, it'll say, by the Holy Spirit within me, or something like that, by the help of the Holy Spirit within me. He's praying. Notice this, but my, my understanding, my understanding, what would that be? That'd be my intellect, my rational thought, my reasoning, my, my mind. My understanding is what? Unfruitful. In other words, it doesn't know, it doesn't know it's not getting anything out of this. It doesn't know what I'm saying because I'm not talking out of my mind. I'm talking out of my spirit. So when I pray in tongues, I'm, I'm praying by the Holy Spirit within me. Listen to me. I'm getting the utterance for that from the Holy Spirit. But we have to define when I say I'm getting, we've got to define who I am. Here, the utterance is not coming to the mind. Right? The utterance that I'm getting, that I'm speaking out of my mouth, it's not coming from my mind to my mouth. It's coming from my spirit to my mouth. You following me? And the Holy Spirit is the one that is giving me the utterance. Now, me is my spirit, the, the real me. The Holy Spirit is giving my spirit the utterance. And I'm dipping my tongue down into my spirit yeah. and drawing up what, that, what the, those utterances, those yes. words. Yes. Yes. And that's not fruit, fruitless. He said, my mind is unfruitful, but he didn't say this is unfruitful. Right. That's right. 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 Verse 2 says, I'm pray, when I do that, talking about praying in tongues, if I, if I speak in an unknown tongue, uh, uh, he, how does it start out there? He that speaketh in an unknown tongue, speaketh not unto men, but unto God. No man understands him. That would include you, your mind, your intellect. Doesn't but, but what? How be it? In the spirit, he's what? Speaking mysteries. So when I'm speaking out of my spirit by the help of the Holy Spirit in tongues, I'm praying mysteries. My mind, in other words, my mind doesn't know what, that's, what I'm saying. But is God having you say something that's just gibberish and, and of no value? This is what people don't understand. And much of the body cry, they think that's not that important. That's not that valuable. Uh, getting the mind of God is valuable. Getting the plan of God, the direction for my life is valuable. And that's what I'm speaking. The future. The plan of God. That's what we're doing when we're following the leading of the Spirit. We're walking in the plan of God. <clears throat> Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And you can do that and pray out. Now, listen to me. He said, we speak mysteries, but why would God... <laughs> I don't know what time I started preaching, and nor do I know what time it is right now. I lost track of all time. Why, why would God... What's the value of you speaking those mysteries? Is it just so God and Jesus can sit up in heaven and say, because the Bible says in verse 2, uh, he speaks not unto men but unto God. So God hears you, and actually he knows what you're saying. Did you know that? It's not a mystery to him. 
He knows what you're saying. So he knows what you're saying. And is it, he's having you speak it out. Why does he have you speaking out? Is it so that he and Jesus can sit up there and sort of elbow one another and say, he don't know what he's saying, but we know. <laughs> no, listen, get, get this statement. Don't ever forget this. You might want to write this down. Mysteries prayed out bring revelation. Yes. Yes. Mysteries prayed out bring revelation. In other words, you want revelation of the mind of God for you? Pray in other tongues. Amen. Pray in other tongues. You're, you're, you're the Spirit who plants the plan of God in your spirit, he's, he's having you speak that plan in tongues so that it can be revealed. God wants it to be a revelation to you. In other words, here's, let me say it this way. He wants it to float up from your spirit to your intellect. And so you can go, oh, I get it. Now I know what I'm supposed to do. I've done that over and over in life. And the more I do that, the more successful I become. Amen. In every area. Every area. Every area of my life. Amen. Praise Amen. the Lord. Amen. Now, now listen, uh, his spirit bears witness with our spirit. So you want to locate, if, okay, if it's going to be the spirit of man that the Holy Spirit bears witness with. His spirit bears witness with our spirits. That's the human spirit. If it's the human spirit that the spirit bears witness with and you're trying to locate the human spirit because if I can find him, then I can locate where these direct, where where this direction comes from, where this inner witness comes from. How am I going to locate him? Praying in other tongues. And then while you're doing that, look for where that's coming from. Look for where that's coming from. If you can locate and get your mind quiet enough and locate down here where it's coming from. You've just located your spirit. And the same place that comes from, that utterance in tongues comes from, that's the same place everything God wants to say to you comes from. And if you can learn to tune into that, honey, you got it made. You got it made and the devil's heyday is over. If you learn to recognize the leading of the spirit of God in your life and then use your faith to walk in the light of it, the, devil's, the devil can't do anything. The devil can't mess you up like he used to mess you up. But we've got to learn to do this. We've learn to, we've got to learn to locate the human spirit and locate the directions of the spirit. And it won't be something that you have a lot of emotions about. In fact, sometimes you'll go, oh, no. And I'll encourage you on something. Once you get something real, when I, I think you understand the way I say this. Once you get something real clear in your spirit, I mean, in other words, you've settled it. You know inside. You know, not, your head up here might not be always so excited about it, but inside you know what the Holy Ghost is saying. Once you settle that, write it down. Date it. Put something there that tells you, uh, you know, the date and all that and write it down. Because later, your mind, when you get back over in your mind, your mind's going to try to talk you out of that. It will. It will. (laughs) I've had this happen many times. But you've got to hold the enemy in in faith about it. I've had people come up to us. I'm thinking of a lady. Well, I don't know how many stories I should tell. I'll just say it in general. Uh, 
I've had people come up to say, I know the Lord's dealing with me about this. In fact, let me just say it in general. We've had many, many people come to church and say, wow, whew, man, I was sitting in church and the Lord just spoke to me and this is my church. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we're all excited, you know, praise God, welcome to the family, so forth and so on. That's the last you saw them. You're like, huh, that's interesting. I thought God spoke to them. I thought God bore witness with them. But here's what happens. Life happens. They get busy. They get their attention on other things. Did you hear that? Attention on other things other than what came up in their spirits. And they forget. And they don't, they don't, they don't hold on to it. Now, you know, it's not, about, it's not about our church or something. It's about what did God say? What did God say? And so people struggle because they get things, but then the rational mind dismisses it. Um, oh, there's so much in my, I'm coming, coming to so much in the scriptures about this. But uh, let me just tell you, Mark 4 talks about this, where it says, uh, no man lights a candle and then puts it under a bushel. The candle there, that's in Mark 4, what is that, verse 24, somewhere in there, 25, 26. The candle is the spirit of man. The spirit of man, remember he said over in Proverbs 20, 27, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. 421, thank you. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord in Proverbs 20, 27. So here, put that interpretation on this. His, no man lights a candle to put it under a bushel. So he's, he's saying, God's saying, I don't illuminate you in your spirit so that you can put it out with the bushel basket of reasoning. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how to struggle in life. That's how to struggle in life. I've done it, so I know all about that. I can tell you all about that. <laughs> but the more I... The more I easily say yes to the inner witness, whether my head understands it or not, because a lot of these things your head won't understand. That's why, you're, that's why your head is tempted to say, no, that doesn't make any sense, so I, that can't be God. When you get back over in your head, the rational mind tries to take over again, right? And uh, praise God. I think maybe we're getting to the end of where, how far we can go on this tonight. Praise God, but, but then they, and then they, they get back over in their rational mind. Um, praise the Lord. Say, thank you, Jesus. I had a, uh, there was a church for about, I don't remember, honey, if that church in that city we went to for a number of weeks, Raymond, they called Raymond one and somebody, yeah, it was what, a month or two maybe? We went there preaching on Sunday mornings for them between pastors. And we agreed to go on Sunday mornings because we, uh, we were traveling still some and we weren't available always on Wednesday nights. But anyway, we, we were there and uh, a couple of the men in the church said they had another man coming in on Wednesday nights to uh, preach on Wednesday nights. And so we said, great, fine, glad you found somebody. And, uh, but they came to us, some of them came to us after one of the services, one of the Sunday services, and they said, uh, we would like to ask you a question if you don't mind answering. I said, well, I will if I can. I don't know everything. But they said, uh, they said, uh, there's this man, he's coming and he's teaching on prayer on Wednesday nights. I said, well, praise God, I believe in prayer. And he said, uh, he said, uh, uh, we have a question for you. We know, 
we know you went to Bible school there at Raymond, thought maybe they, they had addressed this or talked about this because in, he's teaching on some things in prayer. And then he started talking about uh, some things about prayer that weren't, that, that, that wasn't. Well, the way they said it was, he said he's teaching on roaring in the Spirit. You know, Jesus was the lion of the tribe of Judah, and uh, we're, we're with him, and we roar at the devil. And they said, uh, and I said, well, you haven't told me, you haven't asked me anything yet. You just told me something. Well, they said, we want to know, you, we know you had been to Bible school. We want to know maybe if they had addressed that or whether that was in the scriptures. <clears throat> I said, well, why do you ask? They said, well, you know, they kind of looked at me funny. And they said, well, you know, uh, we thought you'd been to Bible school, thought maybe Brother Hagin had taught on that. And maybe if you know anything from the word about it and so forth and so on. I said, well, why do you ask? Looked at me funny again, and they repeated the same thing again. You know, thought maybe you'd heard the word, heard somebody teaching what the word says about it, and so forth. And the third time, I said, "Well, why do you ask?" They said, "Why do you keep saying that?" I said, "What I'm saying is, why do you even have a question about it?" They said, "Well, something not, doesn't sit right with us." I said, "That's what I'm trying to get to. The Holy Ghost is trying to teach you all the whole time." You don't have to ask me. The Bible said the anointing which you have received of him abides in you. You don't need a man to teach you. Amen. I've said in services before where just certain things, just like, well, what? something isn't right about that. You don't always know why it's not. You know, we don't, we don't have all our minds renewed with everything in the Word yet, so we might not know exactly what the Word says, but sometimes you just know something isn't right. Right? <laughs> Hallelujah. And the more you learn to listen to that, the safer you'll be. The safer you'll be. The safer you'll be. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, did you get anything out of that tonight? I had 12 pages of notes. And I don't think I covered one of them or two of them. <laughs> but we'll get there. We'll just, we're going to be ministering, I think, more on the Holy Spirit. Amen. Not just the inner witness, but how he, how he moves by gifts of the Spirit. Yes. Praise the Lord. Signs, wonders, and miracles. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah. And so much we can learn. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. I said, thank you, Jesus. Yes. Praise God. Say it out loud. My spirit, My spirit is in contact with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. And, he knows and he knows things of God. Things of God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Say, I'm alive to God. I'm born of God. I'm the temple of God. And the Spirit of God lives in me. Hallelujah. I am His sheep. I know His voice. Hallelujah. And I'm going to learn to listen to it better. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Amen. Stand with me tonight. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I should say one more thing here, and that is, His Spirit bears witness with our spirits. 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 Now, I think it's important to say this, just, just, for some, uh, just, just because we got to this place, I believe it could be received and understood. And that is, Paul called the spirit of man the inward man. And um, 
So we could say, and, and this term has been used, this is something that's, a, that's, in, that's inside of us. It's not on the outside of our being. That's why we call it the inner witness. Say, say inner witness. So what do we know from this verse then? We know we as Christians are not led externally. That's a huge statement right there. We are not led by circumstances. We're not led by what's convenient what's not convenient. We're not led by money or lack of money. Amen. We're not led by, you know, people talk about the Old Testament, they talk about fleeces. We're not led, well, somebody said it's in the Bible, it's in the Old Testament, where they were not alive to God and did not have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of them. So God led a man externally. But it doesn't say in the New Testament, as many as are led by fleeces. You know what that fleece was, don't you? He put it out at night and said, Lord, now if this, if this is your will for me to do this, then you make that fleece wet and the, and the, dry, the ground, ground around it dry. It happened. Okay, I'm going to reverse it. Make the fleece, fleece dry and the ground wet. It happened. He said, okay, I know it's God. And people today, they want to say, uh, if the door is open, listen to me. I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just hitting it tonight. If, if the door is open, I'll know that's God. Well, the door to your local taverns open all the time. Doesn't make it God. <laughs> Amen. We're not led by open doors and closed doors. That's external stuff. What do you have in your spirit? What is the witness in your spirit? You can have a witness about something that the door is closed. That's what the authority of the believer is for. To stand there and say, in the name of Jesus, you're going to open. Or you can have a door open wide to you and have no peace about it. Have no peace about it. No peace. Somebody offer you a huge, I've had somebody that just the other day at our church, somebody offered them a huge salary. They're all excited. Went to prayer about it. Oh, something ain't right. Well, you saying God doesn't want to prosper us? Oh, no, he wants to prosper us. It's just that things can change that you don't know anything about and within three months you get there and something messes up and you no longer have that job nor the good one you had back where you were. You, you just got to trust the Holy Ghost. Trust that He has your best interest at heart. We're not led by money. We're not led by open doors, closed doors. We're led by the inner witness. I've had times where the Lord led me into something. looks like I was going to go broke on and within a year, I'm doing better than I ever had been done financially. You got to be led. Answer to a thousand one questions. What do you do? What am I supposed to do? The answer to a thousand one questions. Be led. Be led. Be led. Be led. Well, I don't know. Start saying, I have an unction, and I know. And then start going, shakalamaya, goche, and get your mind quiet. That, that's a big part. Get your mind quiet. Pray until you get past all the feelings and emotions yeah. and rational, you know, the, the, the clutter and clanging of the mind. And this person said this and this person suggested that and so forth. You got to get past all that and get quiet and find out what's coming up out of here. Yes. Amen. That, you, you, the, devil, the devil can duplicate voices. He can, he can have people falsely prophesy to you. Yes. 
Yeah. There are things like familiar spirits. I'm not trying to make people afraid tonight. I'm, saying, I'm just saying the devil can duplicate these other things. People want to be led by prophecies. They want to be led by, uh, you know, circumstances. They want to be led by angel visitations. You know, if I get a hot flash or a cold flash or, you know, something like that, I'll know it's God. I felt, I felt something on, in my body. That, that doesn't make it God. That's feelings. Amen. But there's one thing the devil can't duplicate, and that's that inner peace, that inner knowing that just stays there. Every time you get quiet and look down there, there it is. There it is. I say to the congregation at Cedar Rapids all the time, if it's God today, it'll be God tomorrow. Don't get in a hurry. Don't, don't be, well, I got I to make a quick decision. You'll, you'll mess up making quick decisions. God, God's not forcing like that. He's just, he, it's just there. It's just there. It's just there. And finally you settle in and say, I, I just know. I just know. And you settle on it. Hallelujah. God wants us to be stable people. Stable. Not, not in and out, up and down, you know. They were, they were, it was, it was God, now it's not, you know, and people are so fickle. Yeah, praise the Lord. Glad I came, I'm glad I came to church tonight. This is so foundational, we need, we need to hear good teaching on it. Praise God. Father, thank you for the word of God tonight. Thank you for every one of the precious people that are here. We thank you for them, we thank you for answers that we came with, uh, answers to questions we came with. Thank you, Father, for your spirit that goes with us. We are your temple. You live on the inside of us, and you're there to guide us. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for showing us the things that were shared tonight and ministered tonight, teaching us all about them. Lord, we don't just want to have head knowledge about it. We want to experience this, walk in the light of it, and implement it into our lifestyle and the way we make decisions. We're grateful for your word. Thank you for the utterance we received from you tonight. We are not just hearers. We're doers of what we hear. And as we walk in the light of it, thank you, Father. Our life will go from glory to glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. It'll increase. We'll increase in all arenas of life, gathering up the blessings of God. Thank you, Father. Going from glory to glory, strength to strength. Oh, thank you, Father. And we'll see all that you intended for us. Life will look like it's intended to look like, rather than look like we're orphaned and without help. But, Father, we're, we're, we're helped greatly by the Spirit of God within us. Hallelujah. Bless you, Lord Jesus. I just sense we need to lift our hands for a minute. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, in this very atmosphere, I sense some here are sensing, yeah, yeah, yeah. In this atmosphere, quieting my mind like I'm in this place tonight, I'm fully aware of what the Holy Ghost is saying to me, what He's bearing witness with me. Father, thank you for helping them to see it. Whatever that is, whether it's for their children, whether it's for their business, whether it's for decisions spiritually that they're making, Father, thank you that you are our guide. You are our teacher. We receive what you're witnessing with us about. Thank you, Lord. We settle it. We settle it. Hallelujah. It says in Colossians 3.15, let the peace, this is the Amplified, let the peace of God rule in your heart. Act like an umpire. Deciding and settling with finality 
all questions that arise in your heart and mind in that peaceful state. Once you get that settled, once you have that peace, you know what God's saying to you. Settle. Amen. Make a decision. I like what Brother Copeland says. Make a decision, uh, a quality decision, but just one that is about, he said, from which there is no retreat and about which there is no, no debate. In other words, no more discussion about it. It settles. It might take you and I time to get to that place where we sit. Because, you know, we're, we're, we're learning to follow in here rather than up here. But once we know, once we know, settle. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. And watch God work miracles for you. Watch him, watch him do what he's got to do to make it work. Praise be to God. Amen. Hello, this is Pastor Debbie Eberly. It's so good to have you on our broadcast today. If you've been blessed by this ministry, we want to invite you to be a partner with us. We have Facebook at Eberly Ministries and also YouTube at Eberly Ministries. And be sure to like and share those with others. Our heart is to bring you into encounters with God, to empower you to always be victorious with the spirit of faith, amen. Our website at eberlyministries.org has different resources. One is the online archives. We have the Jim Vault, and it's an online repository of free audios, teachings. We have the Spirit of Faith Bible Training Center. If you just want to grow in faith or you've been called into the fivefold ministry, that would be a rich resource for you. The Faith to Faith blog, it's a powerful devotional uh, teaching by Pastor Jay and also online Spirit of Faith bookstore. Uh, if you're just interested in our products, our books, our CDs, our scripture CDs with music background, you can avail yourself of those. Uh, if you have a testimony, or you need prayer, please use the contact form and message us and we'll rejoice with your testimonies and we'll pray for you. Amen. Uh, so we're so thankful for what God is doing on the earth today and through Jay Ministries. And on behalf of Pastor Jay and the staff and the JM and Spirit of Faith family, we say thank you for all you do for the kingdom of God. God bless you.